Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Quack Report. Nate and Carter here to talk Ducks hockey and our usual bullshit, just as we always do uh, twice a week on the Quack Report here. Um, For those of you tuning in live, thank you very much for tuning in live. It's always a blast to uh, get comments from you guys throughout the show. And uh, for those of uh, you guys listening afterwards, thank you for uh, taking the time to listen afterwards. Nate, how's your, uh, how's it going? It's, uh, it's going all right. Um, yeah, just you know, a little, a little sick right now, unfortunately, with the with, with Mind Goblin. But uh, yeah, we're doing all right otherwise. With with Mind Goblin, what what is that? <laughs> Mind Goblin, these nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that was so horrible. But I saw it earlier today, and I'm like, I gotta see if I can get Carter with this. <laughs> you can give me like the sad trumpet horns if you really want to. Yeah, I'm going to. That's <laughs> awful. <laughs> just a reminder that this is not a rated g uh podcast by any means whatsoever if that yeah if uh if that wasn't your clue then <laughs> oh man i uh oh. you had me worried when you were like yeah i'm a little little sick right now i was like I, dude i saw you like three days ago aren't you supposed to tell me these things like <laughs> i was fine <laughs> Oh man, no, uh, I uh, no, yeah, just just jokes, just jokes, buddy. Okay, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> all right, <laughs> I'm, I'm actually I'm actually doing all right. <laughs> been kind of catching up on sleep, which has been good. Nice. Your sleep's important. Be sure to get pre- plenty of rest. Do yeah. your best. Um, I've decided this year that I that I love sleep more than anything else. Like, dude, you've I, always loved sleep. What are you talking about? This isn't a new thing. No, I, I know, <laughs> but now I love it more than anything else. So I'm uh. I'm trying to do the same thing, trying to catch up on my sleep, you know? But That's like you said, it's important. Also, That's we're getting fair. older, you know? We're like yeah. in our mid-20s now, almost. So <laughs> yeah, like. I'm almost there. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's, I, don't, I don't like saying it that way, man. I don't like saying it that way at all. You don't all. like saying I'm almost 25? I'm in my 25? mid-20s. I'm almost 25. No, it's, what, would, I'm, what would you prefer? I'm nearly a quarter of a century old. 
Dude, that, that gives that, that, that brings think, like some wisdom along to it, or like an like okay. an accomplishment that I made it this far. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Okay, <laughs> I thought you were saying that mid twenties made you sound old, but quarter of a century. Now mid twenties just makes it. It's just more like, man, I'm that much closer to my thirties, which also isn't really old in the grand scheme of things. But it's just like, no, you're that much further away from like your childhood when things were just like easy and stuff like that, right? Yeah. So, but yeah. That's about it. So I did stay up till like almost 2 a.m. last night because I stayed up till, well, I think it was one o'clock local time for us that the Book of Boba Fett went live. Mm -hmm. And so I was up till about like, it was like 1245 or something like that. And I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go to bed. And then I looked at my watch and I was like, uh, but the new episode comes out in like 15 minutes. Yeah. I was like, like at that point, like, like might as well. Yeah, I might as well just stay up <laughs> for it. So, which uh, it was still a good episode. I'm really enjoying that series so far. I know you haven't really gotten a chance to uh, to watch it just no. yet, but um, like the idea of just like, uh, which I think a lot of Star Wars fans do though, the, the idea of like the underworld in Star Wars and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. you know, like the huts and bounty hunters and stuff like that is obviously a very appealing aspect of Star Wars. And to really dive into that has been, uh, it's been a lot of fun, I think. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I'm excited for it too. There's just like so many other shows that I need That's to catch fair. up on as well. Yeah. Like the, Eter- and the Eternals just got released on Disney plus, which I haven't seen that, but yeah, I um, haven't seen that either. I'll have to, I'll have to, I mean, it's not, it's not super up. high on my list, but like, it's there and like I've seen all the other Marvel movies so far. So it's like, yeah. well, I should see that one, I guess. Yeah, um, exactly. And then, yeah, like I still haven't seen Hawkeye and then there's the book of Boba Fett. So like, I'm, I'm just behind. That's fair. That is fair, so, but I'll get to it. Don't worry. Uh, hopefully my, my goal is to, you know, kind of catch up before the season ends so that I can like watch the finale when it comes out. Oh yeah. There you go. Um, uh, oh, there's another Star Wars show. Have you watched The Bad Batch at all yet? No. No? I guess you're not even caught up with Clone Wars, though, are you? I, I've seen, like, maybe two seasons of that, and that was, fuck, 15 years ago or 10 okay, years so, ago, whatever. <laughs> man, we, we are horrible for, like, um, uh, like non-paid-for free free ads. Uh, but on Disney+, Plus, yeah. <laughs> they have, like, the essential Clone Wars episodes. I feel like you should at least watch that and then you can watch Bad Batch, which is only, I think, like 10 or 12 episodes, like 20 minutes each. Mm-hmm. So that's because that's been a that was a fun series uh, as well. Um, that is continuing for a second season, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's basically like that is like a group of uh, like almost like genetically enhanced clones in a way um, mm-hmm. during like the first few days of the Empire, which is kind of cool. So um kind of continuing with like that darker edge that like the Clone Wars starts to go into, like the further into the war you get. Mm-hmm. Um, it just kind of continues to carry on with that because then you're getting into, you know, like the days of the Empire, which is really dark in terms of, uh, you know, like the the grand scheme of the Star Wars universe and everything like that. So um, gotcha. not to say that, you know, dark is always a good thing, but I, I personally like just kind of that era, like the the later prequel and, uh the empire era i don't know it's it's interesting to me so because mm-hmm. not everything I, I like those things that aren't so black and white as you know like the movies kind of make it out to be right i kind of like yeah. that gray area where you're like okay i can kind of see mm-hmm. kind of both sides and stuff like that so um it's definitely interesting so that's uh definitely one that um that i suggest watching cool. though would, so. would you suggest 
like whether it's necessary for the storyline or you just recommend it, would you recommend watching The Bad Batch before Book of Boba Fett? Since I know, uh, before? yeah, it's um, or does it not really matter? Or- it doesn't really matter. You kind of you have the for for one episode, I believe it is. You do have uh, Fennec Shan show up though. Um, it's not like mm. her origin or anything like that. Um, yeah, it's just more at at that at this point. That's the earliest we that's her earliest uh, appearance so far um mm. so it, it's it's kind of cool for that uh respect but um or no she's in two episodes i think actually there's another one okay um but yeah there's nothing that like really directly ties at least so far into the book of boba fett or anything like that gotcha. so um okay maybe a touch with the mandalorian but you're all caught up with that at least mm-hmm. um yeah but yeah, so yeah, yeah. I think I, I think I I know that every or I think everybody should know that you have to watch The Mandalorian before Book of Boba Fett, since there's like that. Yeah, the, it, it it very much. You don't. Yeah, you don't. You don't the have Book of Boba Fett. So it teases it. Yeah, but I did have somebody uh, ask like on Twitter, like, should they be watching that? And I'm like, well, really, it's just kind of like one or two episodes that just give a bit more backstory to Boba Fett and. Uh, uh, Fennec Shan specifically in their relationship, but other than that, mm-hmm. you can. I feel like you can still go into the book of Boba Fett pretty dry. Um, I guess you know, that's just, true. Just yeah. put in the like you know that after credits tease, and that's kind mm-hmm. of it. So, but yeah, yeah. Um, okay. I mean, I okay. I know. I know. Talking pop culture and stuff like that is part of our show, obviously. Mm-hmm. But uh, there is somebody here that w- we have a guest because, uh, you know, the Ducks, for once, they, they don't do much of it. They made some moves. And so we got somebody to tell us a bit more about this guy that we happen to pick up from uh, the Vegas Golden Knights. So I'd like to introduce everybody. He's a writer and, uh, I guess, podcaster as well for Flames Nation. Everybody give a hand for Shane Stevenson. <laughs> Hey, buddy, I'm loving the look. If if you're just listening to the podcast, again, this is this is why you need to watch us on YouTube, uh, <laughs> like and subscribe because Shane is just absolutely rocking the. I don't I don't even remember like what you call that hat, but it's in like the full on reflective look as well, and the the tropical shirt. Like I feel like I need to go get my flamingo shirt just to match you. <laughs> I, I, like you're just rocking style today, bud. And I, you know, I, 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 I'll speak for Carter and I, uh, we, we appreciate the effort for the show. I mean, actually, uh, I was dressed like this when I did my university classes earlier. So like, Fuck, not, I love it. Actually, <laughs> but, uh, I, you know, I, I will never bring myself to wear a duck's Jersey. I love some of the players. So I yeah. figured I'd just dress like I was in Anaheim since it's plus five in Alberta. Anyway, that's fair. So, that yeah. is a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, might as well. Oh, so you guys, man. you guys did something that's uncommon. The Ducks, anyways, they claimed a player off unconditional waivers. Yeah, now, exactly. unconditional is there. That guy getting bought out. Like, like when I noticed that, I initially thought, oh, okay, Lucas Alvarez is going back to Sweden. He's done with Vegas. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so when the Ducks claimed him, I was like, oh. It's a, it's a really smart idea. I've been following this guy since his draft year. He was an under in 2017, so that was Vegas's first draft. Uh, he was like a dark horse pick. I was pushing like 
he, he projected like a third rounder kind of uh he's got had all the tools you know was still playing played on sweden's national junior teams ivan holinka everything he's been a great playmaker a really good pass first guy and he's at 22 years old now and he's he ahl all-star his first year uh you know last year is the covid like in the covid year so his ahl all-star year got shut down due to covid his last year in the ahl got shut down due to covid and this year there's obviously been complications everywhere Mm -hmm. Uh, and and this guy's still producing at over a 0.7 point per game clip at the ahl level over these last three years and i think vegas has pretty much a set roster and, and some of the guys they have there, like Keegan Colasar, has been a great fourth line player for them. He does everything you'd want a fourth liner to do. And so I, I feel like you know they kind of lost. I think his hope for playing in Vegas was lost. And but Anaheim's got a lot of good opportunity for him. They've got you know you never know what's going to happen with Ricky Raquel after this year. You know there's a lot of move and talk depending on where the Ducks are going to be. Uh, Gets his plan on a year to year basis at this point. And, and you got other guys like, you know, Sam Carrick, Buddy Robinson, filling out the bottom half of your roster. I know Ducks management likes Nick Delorier, but you don't know if the new GM is going to like Nick Delorier. Mm-hmm. And, and, but so Lucas, uh, I think he's a, a good spot. He allows uh, like players that are going off in the AHL to go back and continue, like Braden Tracy, uh, Benoit, Olivier Gruel. Um, you've got uh, other guys coming too, I believe, uh, the other one I really liked. Oh, I love Passageov. I love Passageov. Yeah, he's going to be excited. Yeah, he guys, guy's brain is just off the charts. And Jacob Perot, uh, the year he was drafted, he was one of the best finishers at his age level. Like he was a, just a pure sniper. So the Ducks are building a really round forward group, but none of them are quite ready. As we've seen with Sam Steele and Isaac Lundstrom, like it takes guys a little while to get into it. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they don't just come in and immediately find success, which is why, you know, Darryl coach, uh, Flames coach Daryl Sutter the other day stated that, you know, they need to find success in the AHL level first. So at getting Elvinez is something like he's a, he's a more ready call up. It allows your prospects to grow a little more and he's ready. He's ready for his opportunity. He he's had four points in five games uh, at the world junior championship when he went, uh, always been producing very much a playmaker first um, for his style. And, you know, he can, he's listed there as a center. He's primarily, he can play the wings. He's a left shot. So it it allows him to, when you're a left shot and you can play your off wing, it really opens up, it limits a bit what you can do to keep play alive, but it does open offensive options and better passing lanes. If you're, if you can find the skill to, uh, to play like that. So, like he's been successful everywhere he's been. There's no reason to say that you know he's not worth a shot. And so the Ducks taking a flyer on a guy that was about to leave the league. This is might one of this. This is one of the more underrated good moves that I've seen in my personal opinion. Now, is this guy going to come in and get 60 points in 82 games? No, I, I don't think he has that in him. But son I of do, a bitch. Okay, let him go. Let him go. <laughs> but I do see. I do see him being like a. a upgrade to your bottom six whether it's on either wing like right now you've got uh like delore and robinson and they do a job but just for and Derek grants on your third line with lundestrom and silverberg according to the dfo lines but like elvin has could add an offensive touch to that line with lundestrom and silverberg that could possibly you know increase some offensive output i know henrique's out right now too i don't know when he's coming back but 
but it's it, you know it's again it's another it's like a 13th 14th option the guy deserves a shot at this point and you know he he's ready he's ready to try he's proven himself at the other levels so it's uh it's a good safe bet by the ducks it's uh i know bob murray's not there but there's uh whoever's making the calls right now that was actually a really smart play by them yeah jeff solomon uh, is currently the interim uh, gm for the anaheim ducks and uh, you know, there is still the question on, uh, you know, if he's going to be the guy, uh, obviously they're doing a GM search right now. And um, listening to the 32 thoughts podcast the other day, it sounds like Anaheim is actually the team. I guess there, there's four teams right now that are looking for GMs in the middle of the season, which that just is kind of like unheard of. Right. Um, but it sounds uh, what he was saying, at least, was that, uh, you know, the Ducks are seemingly interviewing the most people or are being the most active trying to find somebody uh, relatively soon. I think that makes sense. Just, you know, you, you have a team that is maybe not in the spot that they thought they were going to be right. Um, sitting second in the Pacific division right now. Uh, and uh, you know, they're, they do need to maybe make some moves at the deadline coming up here. So, um, but yeah, I believe this is the only move besides, you know, just calling up guys and sending them down that, uh, Solomon's made Carter. Am I missing any others? Um, not off the top of my head. No, like I, yeah, this is really the only one that I've noticed that I'm like, okay, like this is actually kind of interesting. Um, so yeah, no, I, I think you kind of hit it on the head there. Yeah. This is really about it. But like, uh, like Shane said, like this is a, a good solid move and pretty much no risk either like if it doesn't work out you send him to sweden and you don't lose anything so shane yeah, do you know he's... oh sorry what? go ahead go ahead oh no i just saying he's he's you know to the point too where you know it's like it's time like you know you he, he can go make a professional living back in sweden making real money so for him personally he uh you know it's it's time to be like hey like you know i've paid my dues i want i've been an ahl all-star i've been a world junior uh player like you know i've i've put in my time i've been over in north america mm-hmm. you know are you going to give me my shot and maybe that's why you know all sorts of things happen to get a player to, on unconditional waivers and like that it, it, to let everyone know the contract gets bought out for a dollar on unconditional waivers and then the contract's terminated so same thing just happened to Evander Kane, who lost twenty eight million dollars. That's, <laughs> that's that's for that's for a shark based podcast, not this one. Um, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure we can just laugh time. at it on here. Yeah, 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 yeah we just make fun of me over there. I'm sure on um, uh, the San Jose Now podcast. What what Nate's got up here right now? This is a Byron Bader's model at HockeyProspecting.com. Um, he you, he has a model where it tracks NHL. E, which is called NHL equivalency. So on top of watching the player, you can try to kind of track their statistical output and it's based on leagues and what they would be like what they projected scoring, like the trans transfer rate would be to the NHL. Um, as you see, you can see co- close comparisons too. So the, on the left there, when he was drafted, his top three comparables were Dave Boland, Wayne Primo, and a, some, some other guy you guys are familiar with. Now, Ricard Raquel developed at like a prime rate like he's, he's one of the few like success stories so that's why when you look at the other comparables the other side of the list that's other guys that looked like him originally and then got the same kind of trend of point patterns at the same nhl e-level so if you go to the next comp list there i know you zoomed in on do yep. um, to full comps so he looks like those players and all of those players played in the nhl for well over 200 games 
um, decent roles. Steve Sullivan, more impactful than a few. Richard Park played a lot of years for the New York Islanders. Patrick O'Sullivan was a world junior stud and play, was, played really a lot of good years for the Kings. And Jim Slater was a defensive fourth-line center, third-line at times uh, in Atlanta, uh, specifically, mostly. But all, all of them had long NHL careers. And Elvinez has tracked like those are the five closest comparables based on Byron's model. And so that's what's fun about this specific chart and list. It really shows you know, how he's looked. So he looks like a guy that can be a full-time NHLer. And that's just, that's uh, 2017 would have been DO. So 18 D1, 19 D2, 20 D3. And D3 was his all-star year. So we're in 2022 now. So he's a little off the chart, but I mean, he's read like he's, he's the guy, he's a guy that looks like he can come up and figure it out. And, and give him it's he's hasn't played a single NHL game, and with COVID and stuff, having guys that look like this in your ability to call them up, that's it's great. Especially when the Ducks are in a spot that you know preseason, no one really thought they'd be kind of competing for a spot, but here they are. You know, powered by the young whiz kid, and I love him by the way, Trevor Zegers. Don't ever, <laughs> no one ever tell him. That. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's just you know. And it's a skilled pickup, too. This guy's not a grinder. This guy, if he's going to make an impact at an NHL level, it's going to be with his passing and division. So, so obviously, us like talking so much about that. See, I, I, I've barely had to talk in this. Carter's barely had to talk. This is fucking amazing. Do you want to yeah, just take I a little show, Shane? Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, just, I just go. In the, in, I, the best, I, in the best way possible. I know. I just figured I'd get all your questions answered before. <laughs> yeah, and I, no, and I, I had I, like a. <laughs> I had five questions in my head that I wanted to ask you and like Nate introduced you and you answered all of them in like two minutes. So yeah, like, you're welcome anytime. <laughs> I, I'll go back. What are you guys like? You guys ever need anything? I, I feel like I may write about the flames, but I I'm fully in touch with almost every player. I, every time anyone gets called up to play a game, I'm all over them. Where did the history come from? Let's watch some video on them. Let's, you know, like, some people, you know, spend time with their families in their free time. I watch boys play hockey. It's, it's, it's what I do. So, um, and uh, apologies to my girlfriend for embarrassing myself in front of a live audience. I actually don't apologize. I look like this all the time. So, <laughs> you're, you're just fitting in. That's all it is. Exactly. Uh, so, Matt, I, I don't even remember where I was going to go with my question now. To be honest with you, um, oh yeah, right. So we obviously we're ta we're talking about this guy. I think the the big reason originally for me, I was like, okay, well, you know, if the Ducks don't make a whole lot of moves, let's just like blow this out of proportion. Let's have some fun with it, kind of thing. But like, you know, just listening to you talk about this guy, maybe this isn't actually us blowing it out of proportion. Maybe it's actually directing a good amount of attention to something that we maybe should be um especially you know considering right like the, the ducks are in the covid hole right now um you know we still have uh mahara and gibson out uh henrique and jones both on injured reserve right so like you said there are some spots that are kind of opening up right now and um you know there's there's a couple guys like, like you talked about nick delorie and stuff like that which um i was, I was laughing i think yeah it was last night you know the the Ducks and Penguins are playing, and it was uh, uh, it was like notable potential trade uh, to Pittsburgh. Nick Delorey, hey, was like the tweets going out last night. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like this is a guy that I like. It sounds like a guy that the Ducks could use right now, right? We we've talked about how you know the the scoring depth has started to you know get better, but 
it's it can obviously still be improved right and um even for not not saying like take, take him out of the lineup but you know like Jakob Silverberg just got his second goal of the night last night right so we we, we need a little bit of help uh, offensively so um I guess kind of a, a yes or no answer. Is this a guy that you think could slot into third, maybe even second line and be a impact player? Do you think for the ducks right now to maintain a second uh, in the division uh, placement? I, I think second line NHL, like there's a huge difference between bottom six and top six when it comes to NHL skill. Yeah. Uh, like the, those top six, especially even, and there's even a massive difference between what I consider second line talent and first line talent. Like it's, it's just there's the gaps of what uh, players can get to is, is very limited. I, I see him as like a third line guy that could provide you some offense, maybe play some PP too. And um, if he has a shooter to, to like pass to, he'd be great. Like he's not a huge goal scorer. Mm-hmm. And, and he, I, I would say he's primarily at the NHL place to start a winger. Uh, he's got semi-experience at center, not really much, but mm-hmm. it, it, you know he, he's a better winger. He was drafted as a winger. Uh, most players, if you want to make them work, you can put them on the wing and to, to figure it out. It's if you played center, you can figure out wing fairly and okay. He, and he would if probably you can't, be, if you yeah. can't, you shouldn't be in the NHL. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he would probably be a left winger more notably than a right. Hey. You would imagine he, he literally he can do both. He he was like he played a lot of right when he was younger. He's he's mm-hmm. he's got the ability to play his off wing and not lose a lot of skill. So it's yeah, it's it's to me like I like the way his outlook. I think he could play on your third line and and help Lundstrom and uh, Silverberg offensively a little more. I'd like to see how he stacks up against the speed of the NHL before I say anything outright like any outrageous claims. Like I yeah. always need to see how they can defend against the speed of the top players because. Mm-hmm after that but he it's it's definitely time and he's well earned for him to get an opportunity so if if and like i said this way you can leave gruel and 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 tracy and even next year uh pros there now too and even next year you're gonna get mm-hmm. um you know you're gonna get mctavish back but like for right now you don't have access to those guys or you want them to stay and grow so he gives you that older option that's ready and willing to try and especially after the trade deadline there's 20 games usually after the trade deadline and like mm-hmm. you know there might even be more now right just with the weird restructuring and, uh yeah so, and, and like i don't see even if they're in a playoff spot like based on the position of the franchise you're not going to keep ricard raquel so that's a massive right wing hole in the lineup and so now silverberg's got to go up or henry comes back and plays there but there's still a hole uh, for especially for someone that can produce offense, so this is a, you know, it, it doesn't hurt to give him a shot. Especially if you know you do trade Raquel, you're not really too worried about playoffs. You can play this guy and see what he is the last bit of the season, and 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 go from there and and then assess further once you see him against NHL talent and have some actual, you know, apples to apples comparisons for prime game time. So. So what I'm hearing right now is Elevens uh, is going to help us, you know, make the playoffs, take us to the conference final. We'll kick somebody's ass. It won't be Edmonton. We know that right now, and uh, we're we're going to go for a Stanley Cup. So Carter, you can just you can just roll the uh, the the theme out. Uh, oh, have yeah, a, absolutely. That was, that was a, that that's was a great that's episode. Thank got. you very much. <laughs> 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 oh man. Well, Shane, thank you so much for uh, you know letting letting us know about this guy and why we should be hyped for an unconditional waiver claim. Who would have who would have thunk it? 
you know? <laughs> but, he's, uh, he's been one of the guys that I low-key have always been like, you know, I really think he should get a shot. Someone like him. He's not like, to me, Marsh is so, like Jonathan Marsh is so waiting in the minors for as long as he did. But yeah. I really do feel like this guy could be an NHL impact. Like, like could be an everyday NHL forward. I really do. He's got the tools. He just needs, he really needs a chance. Uh, and, and with a decent chance, not plugging him in and playing him five minutes a night on the fourth line with Buddy Robinson. Yeah. So <laughs> no disrespect to Buddy. I love you, Buddy. I, I, I loved you in Calgary, but you know, it, it's about, you know, he's a passer. He needs someone that can put the puck in the net. All right. So mm-hmm. I got one more episode or one more question before we let you go. I know you spend lots of time as do I, but in different areas on, uh, you know, EA sports, NHL. Uh, what X factor are you giving 11s? Uh, of all the ones there, I just gotta think, uh, it'd definitely be uh, tape to tape. Like, he's a, be- he's a better nice. passer. Now, I wouldn't give him an X factor. I mean, I, I do believe every single NHL player in that game has a superstar factor that makes them get to that level. Yeah. And yeah, he'd be superstar tape to tape. Um, no problems there. He, he, you know, he's, he's, he's got to work on his two way game a bit, but like, again, I want to see it. I want to see like his offense is there. He can mm-hmm. be a third line offensive producer. I just want to see, I need games against NHL competition in full swing to see his defensive impact. And until I see that, I'm not going to, and there's no definitive anything. He, he could come in and blow your socks off. He's got, he's, he's, he's definitely shown skill, but I, I I'm going to say projected at best third line, fill in second power play pb2 kind of thing perfect i love it okay sorry last question and then carter i guess if you have anything else (laughs) excuse me (laughs) just on the topic of the nhl thing yeah i I know you pour hours into you know making it actually as realistic as possible because let's be honest on those games some of the overalls and stuff are just completely out of fucking whack here uh on you know in this most recent game how many hours do you think you put into editing it uh, and you know, when are you as well going to get a series X so that I can actually get this roster with the new roster sharing feature? <laughs> I spent way more hours than you care to want to know. Um, <laughs> I had, no, seriously, I go through every single player and like, I go every single player, uh, AHL, AHL, SHL, uh, junior leagues, everything. I look up their prospect yeah. profiles. I look up everything like, okay, what are they projecting? Uh, like I use real life scouting advice from guys I follow on Twitter you know, uh, scouting like uh, elite prospects, uh, like actual scouting reports from them, um, stuff like that. Like I read a lot of stuff and then I make it as accurate as possible. I change the gameplay too. So like mm-hmm. it's harder to corral pucks. Um, the goalies can save a little more games even on all-star and usually like four, two at max. So it, it, I spent a lot of time customizing it, but I've got it to the point where I've done it for so many times that I kind of just, no, the X factors were a nice addition and gave me a lot of lot to do and a lot to think about. But uh, even like at the start, they they there was a contract issue, and I, I figured out how to edit that so I could make like ex- every time someone extends a contract, I go in and I edit it. It's called it's a fl- if you're on Xbox One, it's Flashpoint. Uh, download it, give it a like. I'm gonna keep doing it whether you download it or not. I, I it's literally what I do. I just <laughs> it helps me learn. I I learn all the players that way. Every new game, it helps me say okay, this player's here, this player's there. And then I track it through whether it's Puckpedia, Cat Friendly, whatever, uh, as the year goes. And I, I keep and I do updates. I go through okay, like right now, Nazem Kadri got a huge boost based on his production. Uh, Trevor Zegers got a boost on my last update. There, you got some X Factor. Uh, it's tricky. Uh, <laughs> after he did that, I immediately went and did, gave him the full full meal deal. Like Quentin Byfield's not in the NHL yet. I got him with some superstar 
like X factors. And they didn't have these guys with these before. And I'm like, mm-hmm. these are the top prospects in the game. Like Johnny Gaudreau got puck on a string. Yeah. I mean, to me, they, they do it to limit to 50, but like I went like almost every player has something like Chris Tan have shut down, but same with Petrangelo and like, like, every player in the league got something pretty much. And it's fun experience because you never know. Everyone's skilled enough, but the goalies also got good skill too. Like boy, John Gibson got always gets a rating boost. Don't worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care about that the man does not, does not get the respect he deserves. Thank you. Yeah. Jay. Thank you. If you're listening to John Gibson, yeah, then John, you know your shit. So <laughs> John, if you're out there listening, I respect you. <laughs> Gary, do you got any more questions? No, no, I'm all good. I think they're all covered. So, all right, Shane. I guess before we let you go, we'll give you the red carpet. Does uh, you know? Let us know what you're doing, where to find you, that sort of thing. Uh, I'm. Uh, you can see the ad on the screen at Flash underscore thirty three. Uh, I always love to answer any questions, anything anybody has. Uh, I'm currently writing at Flames Nation uh, ca, and I co-host the Flames Nation Radio podcast with Ryan Pike um, almost every week. There's one episode I missed, and. Uh, yeah, we release those on Thursdays and we just keep everything up to date with Calgary all the time. And I, I, I producing my own charts, but every, everything I do, I usually run through my Twitter account. So if you follow me at flash underscore 33, you get lots of stuff. I do full draft coverages, prospect coverages. Uh, I, I post charts from every team, whether it's from, from Vancouver and Seattle all the way down to Tampa and Florida. And, uh, it, yeah, so I just enjoy talking hockey log in follow uh, and uh ask any questions ever i'll always love engaging in civil conversation civil conversation civil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah keep, keep it so yeah i love on twitter lately they have like the re- like the reminder hey there's a person behind this this user kind of thing so awesome well thank you very much for your time shane we will yeah, take another you, minute of it and uh we'll talk to you soon buddy all right nah see you guys see ya. oh man that was that was fucking great. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, I was not we, expecting we, him to come dressed like that. That's for sure. So, <laughs> well, we asked like three questions the whole time. Otherwise, he just he gave us the answers, right? Like, yeah, that's guy, everything that I wanted a, to know. Guys, yeah. the mind reader. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he must be. Yeah, because like literally right off the bat, it was like question answered, question answered, question answered. And that yeah. was it. So, yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> I like. This is probably my favorite episode already because I just like talked about Star Wars for 10 minutes and then just sat back and listened <laughs> and, and learned like so much. It's been an easy so. show for you as the host. <laughs> so far. Yeah. So far. Yeah, exactly. We do still have uh, more to talk about. So, uh, oh, of three... course. We haven't even touched the game yet, but we'll, uh, yeah. we'll take a quick break. Um, throw it over to our friends at DraftKings just because I talked so much there. Like, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, I don't know if you can hear, but my voice is like so hoarse. I just need like just a minute and a half. And uh, we'll talk about the Ducks and Pens game on the other side of that. I just got to click too many things. Okay, there it is. (laughs) See you on the other side. The NFL playoffs are here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is kicking things off with a huge offer. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any wildcard team to win their game. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team is victorious. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have something to play for this wildcard weekend. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contests. 
DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So, what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use the promo code THPN, and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. Again, that's promo code THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network, this wildcard weekend at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, let's talk about the uh, the game here. 4-1 loss to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, two goals by Jeff Carter, two goals by Evgeny Malkin. Um, really did us in there. But I think the scoreboard doesn't really tell the whole story on this one. I don't think... It didn't look like a 4-1 game to me. And yes, there was an empty netter to make, so it was really like 3-1, but it still didn't look like a 3-1 game to me. Yeah, it was... Uh... Definitely a lot closer of a game, especially in that third period. It was a lot mm-hmm. better. That second was a little rough, and that seems to be the trend again lately, right? Where we just kind yeah. of fall off in the second there. But um, yeah, but I believe, if if I'm not mistaken, just remembering offhand, we kept the Penguins to what five shots in the in the third period there, mm-hmm. um, which you know the defense got it together again for the third period. Luckily, a bit, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm I'm just kind of at the point that like I'm. I'm feeling bad for Stellaris because he's given us these great performances, right? Showing why mm-hmm. he's um, a backup. If not, you could almost call him like a 1B at this point, right? If, you know, Gibson would let him have a couple more games when he's not hurt or sick with COVID. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you got to feel bad for him at this point because he's he's giving us these great performances. And, you know, the like, and like the offense is, is doing it, but they aren't doing it with he's in net. I find, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, this is tough because, like, the, the Penguins are a good team, like, especially yeah. lately. Like, we and they got, they, and they got Malkin back, right? Like, yeah. I, exactly. I even texted another one of our, uh, one of our friends who's a Penguins fan, and I just straight up said, I was just like, can Malkin not, like, tonight, please? Like, yeah. come on. It's the first game back. Because yeah. As soon as I saw that, I was like, can he not come back, like, yeah. Thursday or something? Like, exactly. why tonight? Like, <laughs> The, and like he's coming back from ACL surgery, and honestly, that guy's probably the healthiest he has ever been. Like, mm-hmm. maybe even healthier than like you know his his yeah. rookie year kind of thing, right? Like because mm-hmm. he's taken the time off, and that's fucking scary. I'm so glad we don't have to deal with him. We that that's the only time we'll have to deal with him, right? Because the season series is done, uh, unfortunately, until the, the cup finals. Slept. Yeah, but, <laughs> but even then, right? Like, I, well, we both predicted the Ducks or the 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 Penguins. Sorry, the um, to you know not be in the playoff picture really, and I they are so, yeah. just fucking going right now. I, I think what what were they saying? I think it was like like sixteen and four or something like that in their last twenty before last night. It's they just been ridiculous for this quarter of the season. Yeah. Just absolutely stupid, and I feel so bad for any other teams in the East right now <laughs> because you like you know you're like you're looking at the schedule because you know as uh uh why see I've I've turned off commentators on NHL for a while. Um, who's the color commentator again on the games? Um, 
Uh, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, they, they, they have like, you know, the throwaway line of like, some guys will like look far ahead in the schedule. Some guys don't even know, but like, not, this is at the point where like, it doesn't matter. You're looking at the schedule and you're seeing that you have to play Pittsburgh and you're just like, fuck. All right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, but again, like this is another game that, yeah, we, we stayed with them for the most part. This is maybe not as good of a game. I would say as maybe the first one that we had back in, no, uh, that was, End of November, I think, beginning of December. It was um, yeah, December eleventh. Yeah, I know that because I just looked to see when it was, like before we started recording. So, yeah, um, not as good as that, but it was still a good game. Just it, it's it it doesn't matter. the The pairing of De Smith and Jari is just great for them as well. And unfortunately, we got Tristan Jari last night. Who, mm-hmm. um, you know, I even got to see him in person this year once, uh, going to see the the, the Penguins and Flames play. The dude has been lights out, right? And he's just mm-hmm. shut up anybody, uh, especially Penguins fans who were doubting him after you know his playoff performance last year, which was definitely one for the for, for the books in not a great way. Um, yeah. But yeah, he's he's definitely showing why you know, I what was it? Yeah, two years ago was yeah, I guess two years ago because of the pandemic. Um, you know why he was given that All Star. Or why it was deserved that he was given that All Star title uh, mm-hmm. to go to the game and stuff like that, right? Like yeah, yeah, he is, sure. he is really showing it, and uh, you know he just ha- he's had to wait a little bit longer than maybe he could have, should have. I don't know. Again, goalies take a while to develop, right? But yeah, it's definitely making it. Flurry moving on to give Murray the shot in P- in Pittsburgh didn't look great. Murray leaving to give. Uh, Jari the shot is looking fucking fantastic right now for Pittsburgh. Yeah, absolutely. It, yeah, like I had the note here that Stellars was good, but Jari was just better. Like we had tons of good chances, I thought, um, whether it was on the power play or five on five, but it was just mm-hmm. Jari was like right there. He was making, he was making some big flashy saves, but he was also making some just like saves that looked easy, but I don't yeah. think they actually were. Like he, so yeah, like his. The way he reads the game and the play is just, it's insane. Like, Jari is, how old is this guy? Like, 25, 26? Um, I think he's around there. I'm just pulling up his profile right now. It's just yeah. loading. Like, like he's just kind of entering the NHL. Yeah, he's 26, yeah, 26 years old. Yeah, turning 27 later this year. So, like, it's... He's, like, he's, he's at still, the prime he's still time. Young. Yeah. yeah. No, he's just entering his prime for a goalie, I would say. Like, I think most goalies can enter their prime in their late 20s. Like, if you're 26, that's... Like, th- this guy's going to be good. Make no mistake. Yeah. So, it's... uh, and, it, and it's giving the Penguins a chance to get a few more years out of Crosby and Malkin and Latang as well, I think, so... Yeah, exactly. And I mean, like, that's the scary part, too, is, you know, that's the Pittsburgh mentality of, you know, if we have Crosby and Malkin, this is a contending year. <laughs> like yeah exactly and and we keep thinking that it you know they're they're gonna regress and that kind of thing right like i i've been on record as saying it there's only been the one year that i was right that they technically didn't make the playoffs and that was the whole bubble situation where they got beat by montreal so yeah um yeah i mean like i would it would have been nice for the ducks performance to be a little bit better i'm i'm realizing we're talking so much about the penguins here that like w- I think we got we got the episode done for uh, for Nick and Nick over the tip of the iceberg there, yeah. which we were also having a good back to back and forth on uh, on Twitter with as well during that first game of the season. Uh, you know, is is getting in like the last five minutes, and uh, I I tried to pull the 
write Twitter on or write uh, shout out on Twitter or that. Unfortunately, it didn't work out. So I tried it earlier in the game uh, this time and it did work out. I think it was like five minutes later they scored <laughs> against, <laughs> against the, the, the Penguins. So um, yeah, it was, it was just having some fun with them and stuff like that. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, good guys over there at, uh, at Tip of the Iceberg as well. If uh, you're looking for some, some Penguins content or that sort of thing, be sure to check them out. So, mm-hmm. but uh I don't know. For some reason, just it was like like I know we're talking so much about the Penguins, but they're as as much as you know the Ducks kept up with them. They were just the team that I noticed more. I don't yeah. I don't really have a better explanation for it than mm-hmm. like as much as the Ducks kept up with them, they just they didn't they didn't grab my attention for some reason. Yeah, and so we had I, I like, a couple breakaways here and there kind of thing, yeah. but like we we didn't really do anything noteworthy yeah that i can and, think of yeah and, i don't know and I, I think that like we didn't do anything you know particularly well at least not that we haven't talked about before like i think yeah. we still did things good in that game but just nothing like you said noteworthy uh, same thing we didn't do anything bad in that game where we need to pick it apart and be like what the fuck was this like it was just like a solid game but if you have just a average solid game against the penguins they're gonna Go all Kodak Black on you, which if you don't know what I mean, um, we'll talk about that a little Black. later. <laughs> I'm trying as I'm listening to you. I'm also trying to pull up stuff for that because I, I'll uh-huh. be honest with everybody here. I was scrabbling before this episode started. I was like, like working on homework before I realized the time. And I'm like, oh shit, I gotta get this show ready. So I, <laughs> I was just fucking, sorry. That, that was just perfectly timed. We'll get, we Thank get, you. Get later. <laughs> Holy fuck. Um, sorry. Yeah, yeah, we'll get into it later. That yeah, that's right. So, but but really, what I think what this game comes down to is that, um, really, it, it's just that the Penguins got back Evgeny Malkin, and, and you know, Russian machine never breaks, that kind of thing. Like, yeah. I know that's for the Capitals, but like, but the idea that the, the idea Russian that, machine like, never breaks, yeah. like, oh, I tore my ACL. Let me just put up three points, like on my first game back. Yeah, like, exactly. Fuck like, off. <laughs> So I, I think the issue with this team, and I think why the Ducks aren't going to win the cup this year, is that we don't have enough Russians. We need more Russians. Yeah, we do. We do like our our, uh, our Swedes. Yes, but they're not as, Russians. As evidenced by uh, the 11s pickup, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and you know Lindholm, Sulferberg, those guys. <laughs> yeah, that too. Um, I'm just I'm I'm going with what we got here today. Come on, man. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> I'm just saying there's more than this guy uh, for uh, for Swedish players. But yeah, I think uh, I think the Ducks sign or uh, or trade for just a Russian player. It doesn't even doesn't even have to be like an Ovechkin or like a Kuznetsov or anything like that. If we just like pick some guy out of the KHL that wants to come over to the NHL, put him on like a one year like league min deal he can yep. you know sit on the taxi squad maybe get a couple games in here and there um but i think that's really what this team needs to take it to the next level is is one russian yeah i was laughing i was uh i was scrolling back through something uh so, some messages or something like that and i found the snapchat of when i was pretending to be a russian call-up for an intramural ice hockey team yeah. <laughs> I saw like the videos from that and I was like, oh shit. <laughs> so that's good times. I'll have to I'll have to see if I can uh if I can pull those again and I'll, I'll post those because that, that was uh 
that was a, that was a fun time. So yeah, yeah but sure. uh, you know, if if we can actually get a Russian uh, Solomon, Mister Solomon, there, uh, I I will throw my hat in the ring to pretend to be a Russian, and uh, I can just you know bench warm that kind of thing. So but, all right, sounds good. Yeah. Hashtag Nate for Russian. Nate for Russian. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. It's an awful sounding hashtag, but it is. we're going with it. <laughs> That's what we're going with. <laughs> we're, we're stuck with it. Let's go. <laughs> what would what would your Russian name be? Because I'm sorry, but Nate Thomas is not a, a no, Russian what, name. The, the name I went with that for that was uh, Ivan Vazlov. Okay. I was I was going to come up with something that still sounded like your name, like uh, yeah. No, that's what that's what we came up with was uh, was Ivan Vatslov. I do remember that. Okay, so, I don't know. Is is Nathan kind of a? I think Nathan I could be like a Russian so. sounding name. I don't know. You just got to say it with enough anger. Nathan Tomasov. <laughs> Tomasov. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, just every everything in Russian ends with off. We know yeah. this. So, Unless you're Ovechkin, in which case it starts with off, but same. Yeah. Thing. I didn't think about that. It does start with off. Yeah. <laughs> Mind blown. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't really have anything else to say about this game. Like it's yeah. in the books. Let's move on kind of thing. Um, yeah. We just, we, we are starting to get guys back. We got to pick it mm-hmm. up again because we do now have uh, the Kings kind of coming up behind. Uh, they're currently sitting in third place now in the division. 36 games played, so three games in hand on us uh, and only four points back. So, Yeah, yeah, we got to get a few more wins, which um, which I think might be possible. I don't want to say we have easier games coming up, but we have some games that we could potentially um, that we could potentially get some more points out of and maybe go on yeah. a bit of a run since we haven't really gone on like excuse me, much of a run since, since that, that big, long winning streak. That yeah. big long one, yeah. Like, I think the most we've maybe won in a row has been two, like maybe three, but it's it's mostly been like kind of one-off wins or two. Mm-hmm. Or, so, um, but yeah, before With we get more into losses some, in between, yeah, we got to... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Up, so. Yeah, that we're still kind of, luckily still kind of riding that uh, eight-game win streak there. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, before we get into some upcoming games, we've got a couple more pieces of news here. Um, we, we missed this on the last episode, but Mason McTavish was uh, was actually traded. Don't worry, not in the NHL. We still have Mason McTavish <laughs> have in our <laughs> system. Uh, he was traded in the OHL from uh, the Peterborough Peets to the Hamilton Bulldogs, um, who are going to try and make a run at the Memorial Cup this year. Um, looking at the standings here at Peterborough Peets in 28 games played, only 22 points for which is a 10-16-2 record. Um, Hamilton, currently 30 games played, 38 points, um, which is good for first in the division with uh, in terms of points, but in terms of points percentage, they're second. So they're up there. Anyways, um, obviously McTavish is going to be a huge ad for that team. I forget mm-hmm. what the return was. For uh, so they got uh, two other players and a bunch oh, yeah. of draft picks in the deal yeah. is, what, uh, so, is what I'm seeing here. So Yeah, and, so pretty big yeah, haul Hamil- there. Yeah. yeah. So, um, um, so yeah, we'll be tracking him in in Hamilton there, but nothing, nothing yeah, nothing too crazy on a from the Ducks' perspective. No, yeah, and in Peterborough, um, he played only five games with them because you know he was playing with us in the NHL, went mm-hmm. there for a few, and then went to the World Juniors, right, which got cut short. Played a couple more, so he's only played he only played five games so far 
this season with Peterborough before getting traded, oh, yeah. um, where he had six goals and an assist. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> so along with like the three goals and two assists in the two World Junior games as well. So it's mm-hmm. it, it's just making me even more excited for this kid to like be on this team full time. Oh yeah. yeah. So like I can just I can I can imagine you know maybe throw him on the wing kind of thing right with uh, with Zegris and Terry. Give that a couple of years and like that's your first line. Mm-hmm. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's gonna be good. I'm excited yeah. for that. So, so um so yeah, that's uh yeah, that that's that, I guess. Um on thirty two thoughts thirty two thoughts as well. Um Apparently the Ducks are uh, one of the teams in on Jacob Chikrin from Arizona. Uh, Jeff Merrick had brought that up on um, the latest episode, or I guess two episodes back because they just released one today that's just an interview with Devin Dubnik, uh, which so far which sounds I'm, like a pretty good interview. Yeah, but, yeah I'm partway uh, through it, and it is sounding pretty good. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, but this was Monday's episode. They talked about it. It's also on the blog here. Um, number eight, if you follow the uh, 32 Thoughts blog. Oh, no, never mind. That's about GMs. My bad. Um <laughs> I was reading a little bit ahead. Uh, number six, yeah. So Anaheim, LA, and St. Louis are kind of the teams that are projected to be in on Chikrin. So um, Anaheim and LA could be interesting. Hopefully he doesn't go to LA. Uh, St. Louis also makes sense since they're probably going to make another run at the Cup this year. Um, there's also a note here, potentially uh, Carolina. I mean, they have a ton of defensemen, so I yeah, like I don't really see they're that. good already. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, you you do want to stock up on defense before making a deep run in the playoffs. And with that contract yeah. that he's on, what is it like three more years at like three million per or something like that? Some yeah. It's uh, it's hard to argue with that. It's like, a good contract, it, so. yeah. Yeah. Um, the one thing I was seeing was uh, or yeah, same thing on like on the the Thirty Two Thoughts podcast. Um, they're kind of giving the comparable, which is basically like a player that was drafted in the first round a prospect from the first round and a actual first round pick mm-hmm. is kind of sounds like what that's what the asking uh, point is yeah. um but i'm just thinking about like you know the potential of a chickred drysdale defensive line <sighs> right so and you know merrick brought it up on the podcast as well that yeah the ducks do have a deep prospect pool right mm-hmm. that we can pull from so and you yeah. know it's Maybe not as balanced on the defense, but um, that could be your partner maybe for a Raquel deal, right? You get a good defenseman with three years and maybe, you know, I think it's like the second or third round that they have like five picks, right? So Mm -hmm. see if you can bring one of those back. Maybe that's a a hefty price, but um, for a a return, right? Arizona might not go for that, but uh, it's kind of that Mm -hmm. idea. And then, um, you know, if we if we think we have a chance, like a, a solid chance for the playoffs, right? Might as well go for that first uh that first round pick, right? And yeah. Um it's just who would you give up for the for the prospects? So there's I I there, think I think yeah my choice for that would be uh Jacob Perot. I, I don't remember the year we drafted him. Twenty twenty. We took him late first round. It okay. was I believe that was the pick we got from Boston I when think we traded right? Kasha. Um I don't know 100% though, so don't quote me on that. But um, 19-year-old um, right winger, like he, he's he's going to be 
good. I, like, he's not going to be Trevor Zegers level good. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think, anyways. Maybe we need to call Shane back and get him yeah. uh, in here to tell us about Perot. But, like, I don't know. Like, this. Yeah, no, I, I would just, I would agree yeah. with that. Yeah, like, we're not giving up anything too big. He's still a prospect that was in the first round. He's going to be good for Arizona, um, especially if we're throwing in a first round pick. Um, I don't really like the idea of giving up Raquel if we're trying to go deep in the playoffs. Um, and I think Raquel would want to go to either stay here or go to another playoff contending team if we were to yeah. trade him. But I don't know. It, um, it's a, it's such we, a, we have to kind of compete with the other teams that are in on. Yeah. Zuckerin, so it's, it's such a, it's a rock and a hard place thing, honestly, with the Raquel thing, right? Cause you would love to keep him for, if we were to make a playoff run and try to see like how deep we could go. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but again, we aren't at a spot that like we're going for it. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think it's still the mentality of let's get into the playoffs, see how well we can do. Yeah. So, and then, and you risk him just walking for nothing, right? That's true. Or yeah. you could get a return for him and still play that same mentality of let's see how we can do. What else? Mm-hmm. What are other areas do we still need to improve on and stuff like that? So, yeah, I don't know. I think I think I would actually go with the latter if you can. But mm-hmm. you know what? The more I think about it, giving up Raquel's not that bad, especially considering we just claimed Elvines um, and yeah. had Shane talk about him. And he Shane said that, yes, he is a, a left-handed shot but can still play the off-wing. Either side. Um, You're going to have him in, in a bottom six well. role. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, like, Silverberg is currently our third-line right-winger. If we get rid of Raquel, Silverberg bumps up to that second line and you put Elvines on the third line, still with Lendestrom and probably Henrique once he comes back. That's a that's a pretty skilled third line, I think. Mm-hmm. And so you're giving him that opportunity to flourish with good players. Like, I actually don't mind that. Raquel, who did we say? Jacob Perot and our first round pick for Jacob Chikrin at three years, three point whatever million. Yeah, that um, could be all right. The other point that I remember them bringing up on the 32 Thoughts podcast is um, because we have so many UFAs and RFAs and we kind of, well, I know, I guess we talked about that off air last time but um mm. like they, they basically said that getting chicken is kind of security for not being able to sign lindholm like if we're not able to sign him like what the fuck do we do um but if we have chicken we could potentially have uh if we lost lindholm we would already have the replacement in the system so mm-hmm. um lindholm being drysdale's partner kind of makes sense chicken slots in there with drysdale like you said I don't know. It's it seems too perfect. Like uh, this, yeah. This okay, has to know, happen. You know what we're gonna do right now is I'm gonna take a look at Arizona's uh, draft pick pool for this year on uh, cap friendly. Okay. And then just to make sure with uh, with draft picks because I'm I I don't want to give up that just for checker. I'd I'd like to get a pick in return if we can still. Um, just obviously a lower one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, what do you feel like? Sorry, Ch- Chickering uh, in the third or Chickering in the second? What's, what's more reasonable? Oh, to come back to us? Yes. I Honestly, I don't think anything. <laughs> I think just Chickering. Uh, maybe a third. I don't know. If, if we, okay. If you really want me to say something, yeah, I don't know. Okay. Um, just to clarify here, though. Because what, what I'm going to do here is... No, no, live. fourth is too low. Fourth is too low. Okay, so you want to go for the third? Okay. I think so. Because yeah. what I'm going to do is I'm going to tweet this right now to Sporty with Corey and Richie. We're going to okay. pretend to be the GMs, see if they this is the deal that 
would be good for them, right? Because obviously mm-hmm. it's everybody proposing to Arizona to get Chikrin. So yeah. Um, or sorry, no wait, we're giving up the the pick with. Oh, no. We're giving up. We're we, getting a pick. We're, with, yeah, with yeah. Chikrin. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I think probably a fourth then. Okay, let's try. It. Yeah. Um, well, let's 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 see what Corey and Richie have to say. Let's let's yeah. just try it here. I, I was way off here, by the way. Um, Chikrin is not making three million for the next three years. It's four point six. But for the type that's of player he is, that's still yeah. low. That's still <laughs> that's a that's still a good, good contract. Yeah. Exactly. So that's yeah, no issues with that. Um, <clears throat> And yeah, he's twenty three years old. Like that, that takes him until he's twenty six. Like that's that that's exactly what you want. So yeah. Um, so just to recap, you're saying Raquel, Jacob Perot, and the Ducks' first round pick for Chikrin and a fourth. Yeah, we're sending our fourth back. Okay. Um, no, like we're like we're we're, we're getting, getting the fourth. fourth. Shit. Thank you. <laughs> How the fuck do you spell Perot again? <laughs> uh, P-E-R-R-A-U-L-T. And 2022 first round to Anaheim is J... And how do you spell chicken again? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Spelling sucks, man. <laughs> yeah, that one I'm I, I not too it, yeah. sure about. Okay, because I, <laughs> I, I kind of just mass mash the C and R buttons on my keyboard and then type in NHL at the afterwards, and then Google's like, "Did you mean Chikrin?" And I'm like, "Yes, <laughs> that's what I meant." <laughs> All right, let's see if we can cause a shit storm here, because it, it always seems like when it's other teams involved is when we cause shit storms. On our Twitter. Oh yeah, always. If you're not following our Twitter, be sure to go follow it at Quack Report Pod. That's where yeah. we have fun like this. So oh, yeah. All right. Well, while we wait for a response, um, let's take a quick break here, talk about some upcoming games and then everything else that uh um we usually do as well as some what's quacking. So sweet. What's up everybody? It's Jaron from the Hockey Podcast Network's newest show, the Windy City Benners Podcast. My co-host Tanner and I bring our unique takes on Blackhawks hockey. Us on the show have been a, a pro Carlton guy. For, he's the right coach for the situation. Giving it to our rivals. That's one of the things that kind of sucks. I wish we would have had the Blues in our division this year because our trash. As well as bringing in some guests from the NHL. Please welcome to the show goaltender Scott Darling. The Eagle himself, Ed Belfort. Brian Bickle. David Boland. Letter Kenny. The, the show started out with uh, basically... A beer league hockey team. And anybody who loves the game, find us on all your favorite podcast apps, the Hockey Podcast Network website, and on social media at WCB Podcasts. So I played that promo because uh, we got an upcoming game against Chicago this weekend. So if you want, they'll probably be talking about us on that, uh, on, on one of their episodes, probably the one that comes out tomorrow, Thursday, whatever. Um, yeah. So you can, uh, Go there and, you know, leave them a nice review, but, you know, make sure that you DM them just how badly they're going to lose to yeah. the Anaheim Ducks. And while you're at it, if you haven't yet and you're listening to this on podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or that, be sure to give us a five-star review or, you know, just a higher-up review at least would be nice. Leave a leave a nice, like, comment review as well. We do read through them. Some of them are funnier than others, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had somebody exactly. leave a we had somebody leave a comment as Trevor Zegris. 
I don't think it's actually mm-hmm. him. That'd be fucking hilarious if it is, though. It would be, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> um, before we play Chicago on the weekend, though, we have a game against the Minnesota Wild on Friday. That'll be in Minnesota at 5 p.m. Pacific time. Um, I'm kind of nervous for this one, actually, because um, the Minnesota Wild are pretty good. They are, but they've been kind of interesting over the last while. Their last 10 are 5-4-1. and one. They also went through COVID and stuff, and they so a bunch of their top guys, including uh, Kaprizov, are have been out. So yeah, uh, they're, they're starting goaltender out. Yeah, yeah, Cam Talbot has been out. Yeah, so like they they went through a rough patch, but I, they're still a good team. So yeah, I don't know. It'll, it'll be interesting for sure. We have played them this season, if I'm not mistaken. Like I said, I everything so. is a fucking blur this year. Mm-hmm. I apologize for all the F-bombs today. I don't know why no, you don't. this many is actually coming out today. Uh, we played them October 15th, which was a 2-1 loss uh, in regulation there. Oh, that was the one that was in like the last, like what, 30 seconds or something like that, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think you're yeah right. now that's coming back to me. God damn it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and yeah, that's the only game we've had against them uh, so far. So Okay, yeah. Um, Let's get some redemption here. Is projected to come back on Friday, so hopefully he doesn't no? go full, full Russian on us and you know score three points. It's, that would be uh, great. If, if that happens, I'm just calling it cursed. Even after two games, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, that's uh, that's gonna be a tough one. Uh, hopefully, we can make it close. I mean, two one is is close. I know that was like a few. And it was like ago, the last. But... Yeah, and it was like the last couple of seconds too. Like it was just. It was. It was that close to us getting a point and going to overtime. And it's just like, God damn it. Yeah, so. I, I think Gibson's supposed to be back, though. So hopefully, um, so hopefully we can my play him Friday. Yeah, hopefully he plays Friday, and then we see Stellars again Saturday against Chicago. Um, yeah, because that is back to backs. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> if not, like. I, I think Stellars against Minnesota is fine. And then knock on wood, Gibson against Chicago is pretty much a guaranteed yeah. win. So um, that could be all right. But ideally, we have Gibson for Minnesota. Ideally. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I'm not worried about the game against Chicago. That one in Chicago as well um, at 530 Pacific time there. So um, anything you want to say about that one? or uh, Nothing about that one, but I also just realized we didn't, talk about i i missed it personally so i i can't really talk much about it but we did miss talking about the ducks versus detroit uh from like the re- oh yeah reschedule <laughs> totally um, forgot about that yeah like i said I, I, I didn't actually get a chance to watch this game uh i had some other stuff to do um so i can't say much to it unfortunately but uh lucas Dossel. Uh, you know, congratulations to him getting his first NHL win, making 33 saves in his NHL debut. So, can we give him mm-hmm. the can we give him yeah. the round of applause? Oh, absolutely! Yeah, Fuck yeah. Yeah, no, I totally forgot <laughs> that we played that game as well. So, <laughs> I I was like, I'm trying yeah. to remember too, yeah. like even like what happened. I know we won that game, obviously, like you said, but what was it? Four three was that four the three in the shootout. Oh yeah, in the shootout. Oh so. yeah, shit. Yeah. Troy Terry with a goal, Contois with a goal, that a boy, Zegris with a goal. That was his first of the season, was it not? Uh, no, I think he's... I don't think oh, so. Oh, yeah, you're correct. Yeah. First, first goal and fourth point of the season. So Fuck, he, why, did we, why did we spend 20 minutes talking about the Penguins? Why, I don't, why are we talking about this I don't game? know. I don't know. Like I said, I'll, I'll, I'll put a good 
good amount of blame on me for this. Like I said, I was scrambling before. I was like, oh shit. That's so. okay. I, I just didn't even look in my mind. I was like, I know we played the pins last night. I'm just going to yeah. put this one in. And we then just went for that. that it. So. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take a look here at the chat, see if we. Oh, okay. So we got we got our buddy here, Rally Chris. He's chiming in with uh, yeah. Ducks winning Friday and Saturday, calling it now. Ooh, all right. Mm-hmm. I like it. We got it. the Rally Chris guarantee coming back. There so. we go. There yeah. we go. It's, it's worked out for the most part. So I think he's only mm-hmm. been, I think he's only slept on like a one or two games. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but no, he's so had, he's had we're going to take well that. Most part. Yeah, we'll Friday, take that. Saturday. Yeah. Four points, get a little separation on the Kings, make uh, Vegas shit their pants a little bit. Um, yeah, that'd be good. That'd be great. Um, the, the wins, not necessarily Vegas shitting their pants, but I mean, <laughs> that might be kind of nice too. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Yeah. Um, anything from uh, Sporty on our trade offer there? Uh, let me take a look here, see if... Uh, we don't have anything yet. Okay, sounds good. In that case, we'll toss it over to some unplugged, not unplugged, what's quacking, um, and see if we uh, get a reply before the end of the episode here. So, Carter, man, this was blowing up my Twitter last night. Like, this was the majority of my feed. Mm -hmm. Have you ever just been, you know, to a hot... Okay, first of all, we'll, we'll start... We'll start a little bit more basics. Have you have okay. you ever been in a suite at a hockey game before? I have not. No. Okay. I I've been at one. It wasn't okay. an NHL game or that. It was a it was a WHL game, Medicine Hat Tigers. Mm-hmm. Um, suites are fun to be in. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I remember that one as well. They had the All Star game going for the NHL that night. So we had the TV on and everything like that. But uh, nice. you know the, the the suites obviously you know you have nice seats to go sit in and watch the game and stuff like that, right? And mm-hmm. uh. But you're and you're obviously still in in view of everybody. Um, okay, let, let's put it this way then. Have you ever been at a hockey game and just decided I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck right here? <laughs> have you um, Have you ever had that thought go through your head of like you're looking around at like you know even if it's like a half capacity building or something like that, just looked around and been like, yeah, I could do it here. You know. I can't say I ever have. Like, there's been times where I've been in a stadium and I've been like, God, that was like a sexy play or like, oh, that goal just got me like rock solid, you know? But like, it was like, I was never like, I need to do something about this now, you know? And okay, last question. Okay. Before last night, have you ever heard of the rapper Kodak Black? Um, I have not. And I'm glad that, you you just answered my first question. Who is Kodak Black? I assumed that he was a rapper because he looks like a rapper, you know, and this is a very rap star situation to yeah. be in, I guess. So for those of you, I'm at this point, you've probably seen the video, whether you wanted to or not. In case you haven't, though, you can easily find it on Twitter, that sort of thing. But there's a oh, video yeah. from across the arena uh, at, at the Florida Panthers versus the Vancouver Canucks game. And Kodak Black, this rapper, um, can be seen in his suite looking to be having sex with a girl in the suite in like plain view of everybody. And the best part about it, I think, is that the Florida executives are in the next suite over 
<laughs> like looking over at this and stuff. Yeah. And there there was another video that came out showing that no, they weren't in fact doing the deed. It was just, you know, provocative dancing. But it's funnier uh, to think the earlier. It's funnier I, to think the earlier, right? <laughs> what sorry, the, what video are you saying that came out that looks like they're not doing it? Because the, the one I saw, there was one, it was like someone in the suite or like in the next suite over or yeah. something like that. Is that the one you're talking about? <laughs> yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. <laughs> I think that, you know, the call on, on the ice is there's not enough evidence to uh, <laughs> overturn the call. Inconclusive. And I think they still might be fucking. <laughs> Like I'm not convinced that it was <laughs> that it was just twerking or as you put it, provocative dancing. Uh, well, speaking of uh, the refs, I, I do have some reactions here uh, just to this whole incident. Uh, and the first one is from at Scouting the Refs, who says, "From player safety, Kodak Black has been fined five thousand dollars for checking from behind during Tuesday's <laughs> game. Black delivered forceful contact from behind, where contact was clearly made on the back part of the body. Rule forty three. This is checking from behind. <laughs> they could be, I think hitting from behind would have been more appropriate, but yes. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, which also, le- man, you haven't even seen the tweets that I'm pulling up. No, here. I haven't. You're, you're just, it's perfect. Uh, from at McGuire Petrov. Uh, and it's like the handshaking uh, joke one, right? So it's mm-hmm. Kodak Black and Tom Wilson hitting from behind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else do we have here? We got. Uh, Greg Wachinski from uh, from nice. ESPN. The most amazing thing about the Kodak Black incident in Florida is that Yarmer Yager played there for three seasons and somehow avoided this. <laughs> <laughs> that is that's so good. good. <laughs> oh. uh, I don't have it here, but I do remember it. Um, I I want to say it was Frank Saravalli, but I could be totally wrong on that part. But I just, it was like, this is not the Kodak moment that I recall. <laughs> <laughs> Which for anybody maybe too young to understand that reference, Kodak was like, is like a camera brand. And so they would sell film. And so Back when cameras weren't built into your phones. Yeah, exactly. And had to be, and pictures digital, were on film yeah. and you had to get them developed. Yeah. And uh, so a Kodak moment was just you know like this is a picture like a, a moment that had to be like a, a picture taken of right like that's a kodak moment uh this is obviously a kodak moment too and not quite in the same way um we do have uh chiming in here from uh the execs sitting beside uh roberto luongo at strombone one chiming in with uh uh, just, you know, a scenario of the PA announcer announcing, please keep your eyes on the puck at all times. Because obviously, you know, the puck can go out of play and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. uh, everybody says, okay. And Kodak says, honey, turn around. It's not safe. <laughs> 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 and uh, th- there was, man, there was so many here. Uh, you got, I'm just, I'm just going to go through the replies on this one before I read the actual one because people are just throwing in their own jokes here. Mm-hmm. Uh, at Dome Foam 91, major for high sticking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> the fact that there was a truly uh, ad, which is like an alcoholic beverage, there was a truly mm-hmm. ad above them. Uh, he was truly having a good time. Um, Batman's just trying to grow the game. <laughs> 
Batman's just trying to grow the game. That's one of the things I saw a yeah. couple times. Was like Gary Bettman's gonna have to comment on this probably, which is gonna be oh, absolutely hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What else here? Um, uh, let's let's just I'm I'm scrolling here. Uh, okay, okay. We'll we'll just go into the the main tweet here, which was uh, Paul Bissonette. Um, the Panthers have moved Kodak Black to LTIR after being diagnosed with a severe case of blue balls. Expect him to be reevaluated in the coming weeks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man, there there's um, there's another one by Bissonette here somewhere. Um, he was just making puns the whole night. Uh, so here, this one's just from a few hours ago. We're all horned up like Kodak for our doubleheader tonight on TNT. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, like what? I mean, I'm, there was one other one. I'm trying to find it here, but Bissonette just tweets so goddamn much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> No, I think that that might have been the one. I was okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. There was right. also some like amazing just replies and stuff like that as well. Let me see if I can find if I can find like the there was a one from Fang Saravali that was like funny as all hell. Let me see if I can find that here and then we can wrap up. Okay. Yeah, it's that's uh, <laughs> I, I I don't even know what to say. I'm honestly speechless. Like I saw that. I, I know. And- I know like, I sent that to you. What was yeah. your first reaction to seeing that video, I, though? I had to watch it about five or six times because I was like, is this actually what I'm... Like, Am I are my eyes yeah, actually see seeing me. what I think <laughs> I'm seeing? And it was... Yeah. And I guess maybe I was right. I don't know. Either way, it's... <laughs> It's just shock. It's still just shock, honestly. Yeah. Uh, it was Sarah Volley who had said a true Kodak moment. Mm. Um, there was a look. Okay, let me go into the replies here and see if there was. I, I could have sworn there was also something else that he had said that was just I, like it made everybody laugh. No, maybe that. Okay, I can't find it right now. Gonna go deep dive. So, mm-hmm. but either way, uh, just in case it ever crosses your mind, people, a hockey place is probably not the best place to do the adult dance. Probably um, not. Yeah, at, at least not in not. the suite. I don't know. Yeah, or like, like maybe visible. go up to maybe yeah. maybe just like be a normal person and like go to the handicapped bathroom, you know, where you can lock the door <laughs> and you're the only one in there. Um, which is probably easier to do in Florida. Let's be honest here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like he's not very full. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, Panthers like, fans, if there's anybody <laughs> listening, but I don't know. I think that, I think we might see a little bit of a little bit of spike in the uh, uh, attendance there because, yeah, I mean, you know, sex sells, right? Like. They're they're gonna push some more tickets, I think. Yeah, I was gonna say, is this gonna be is this gonna be like an unfortunate trend? <laughs> you see, either people are gonna go there hoping that they can see people do it in the suites, or yeah. people are gonna go there and it's just section like, you know, one fourteen is just gonna be, you know, the going. It, it's yeah, it's it's gonna be the the section to be in for uh 
a certain demographic of people, let's say. (laughs) Not even certain demographic, just a certain orientation of people. No. Yeah. Like we could have stayed away from this topic, but also the fact that it happened even in the first place. Like this isn't something, you know, rapper doing it up in the stands is not something I had on my 2022 bingo card. (laughs) No. (laughs) Let's put it that way. No, definitely not. Um, But if the uh, NHL is looking to add more events to the NHL All-Star competition, maybe they could take some inspiration from this. Oh, God. I'm just going to leave it there. What would you... Okay, no, I I gotta ask now because now it's what event is gonna is is relating to this? What is the what is the skill that we're trying here? Well, you know, last year they did like the like they set up the the nets on the ice and then like had the players like yeah shooting it was fuck, pucks. It was fucking horrible from like I, the, I, and I was the watching one it on end. TV. Yeah. I can imagine it even sucked even more I, being there in person. I, I think they just have to adapt it, and instead the players are now just you know shooting from the suites. I'm just no. going to leave it there. <laughs> no, dude, no. Um, I don't even know don't if know. you intended the word play or not, but no. What do you think? <laughs> oh, my God. Maybe, All right. Maybe the, the only other suggestion I would have um, would be to just revamp the hardest shot a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> no maybe oh my god okay let's let, i'm not normally <laughs> one the one to say this let's wrap this up okay nate where can they suggest no uh, pun intended very, there either <laughs> where where can they dm you their suggestions for uh new all-star game events inspired oh by my uh, kodak black <laughs> Uh, you can unfortunately send them to me at Tate Namas, T-A-T-E-N-H-O-M-A-S. If I actually get any submissions, I will be sharing them on the next episode. Perfect. Just so you yeah. know. <laughs> uh, if you if you feel like it, anonymity is not a thing that you care about. You can just uh, you know tag us in the post at Quack Report Pod. Yeah, um, I would love to hear your suggestions as well at Carter underscore Pods, P-O-T-T-S underscore 97. Thank you guys very much for tuning into this episode, uh, whatever it was, and we will see you guys later. Yeah.